Asarian. So as I said, we all have things that we'd like to change about ourselves. There are some things that we can change and some other things that we cannot change. For example, I have a group of friends that they're on this weight loss diet and they have goals to lose X amount of pounds. And others want to be more focused on their finances and still others simply want to live in peace. Now these things are very simple changes that people may want to make. But before we continue talk, talking about changes, we must discuss the difference between wanting to make changes and wishing to make changes. Wishes are fairy tales. I wish that I were taller. I've always wanted to be tall, but for some reason, this is it. So I'm not growing anymore, that's it. And that's an example of a wish. Another wish is wanting someone to like you in a romantic sense when that person has never spoken to you and has not even acknowledged your existence. Plenty of us have made those kinds of wishes when we were younger, I'm sure. If not now, if not then, maybe now, who knows? That again is a wish. And in order for things to happen, okay, we have to make changes in our lives that would actually put us on the path to what we want to accomplish. The first step in making changes is believing that change can happen. Now don't go through all the work of trying to make a change just to cancel it out with your limiting beliefs. And if you want, for instance, to publish a book, I did that recently, and you are not making any effort to get out there, then it's probably not going to happen. Also, if you're still going on that publishing a book thing, um, and you have negative feelings about the outcome of publishing the book, then you can expect a negative outcome. As you'll find out later, in the service, I had just published, I have just recently published a book and it has taken me many, many years to just build up the confidence and the courage to believe in myself and to believe that the book will do okay and that it will be well, well received. Throughout my lifetime, I have written many short stories, poems and novels in fact, I started writing when I was in third grade. The first thing I wrote was a play, and it was called Down on the Farm. Where that title came from, I don't know, but I just like farms. I even illustrated it because I liked to draw, and I was pretty, a pretty good artist. And I still continue to do some art today. I remember back then that I was so confident in myself in the third grade, that I shared it with my classmates and even with my third grade teacher. It was received well, to my surprise. At that age, I was way too young to have negative doubts like we have when we get older, we become cynical. The praise of my work led me to writing more stories and plays throughout my elementary
elementary school and middle school years. I would, I would illustrate the stories and the characters would be my classmates. My peers couldn't wait to see how they were depicted in my writing and to see how I drew them. They were very eager to read my stories and I was very eager to share them. I had accumulated a whole collection of stories by the time I was in high school. I had so many stories. They were all written on loose leaf paper because I had a typewriter, but I couldn't deal with that then. And um, when I went to college, I began to write poetry. I shared poetry with my fellow college mates and my coworkers at the library who couldn't wait to read my poetry. My poetry was published in school literary magazines. I also wrote personal poetry for my friends. I didn't charge them, I did it for free. Maybe I should have charged them, but that's a long time ago. I was very confident back then. What happened? I have no idea. I became an adult. I started to not believe in myself. My optimism started to fade as I became engrossed in society and drifted away from the safety and positive vibes of school. Now, um, thinking back to my high school years, I had a creative writing teacher whose name was Mr. Cartier. He encouraged me to publish my work because he thought I was a great writer. I was afraid and doubted myself and did not think that I could do well to be successful in the literary world. Ever since I can remember, I, oh, I wanted to be a writer. I self-published a book when I was in my 20s. And I did it on the website createspace.com, if you've ever heard of it. They're affiliated with Amazon, I believe. I didn't have the money, I didn't have enough money to afford an editor or publishing fees. And at the time, it seemed as though all the publishing companies I contacted were just out to get money I didn't have. So I sold copies to friends and coworkers in person because the author price for having copies made was affordable for me back then in comparison to hiring a professional. I eventually began to feel like a failure because I didn't have enough money to sell my book to the public without having to do it in person. I focused so much energy on failure that I didn't do well. A college professor once told me that I would not make enough money as an author and I should just be an English teacher. I believed him, and I became an English teacher. And my writing slowed until I hardly wrote anything at all. I picked up my pen again when I was a new mom and when I was home with my first baby. Suddenly, I was, I was inspired all again to write. There must have been Something about giving birth to a 10-pound, 10-ounce baby who was two weeks old that caused me to want to write. 
Again. Yes, she was a very big baby. You wouldn't know that today. Again, I started to think that I was just kidding myself and that I could never succeed. I believed all of the negative things that I heard. Not long after I began writing again, I stopped. I put all the notebooks that contained my writings in boxes and bins and packed them away without ever publishing them. I didn't think that I could succeed. It wasn't until only about a month ago that I finally believed in myself and I just did it. I already had completed writings that were just waiting for me to send them out to the world. I had many talks with spirit and encouragement from the entities that I channeled for my writings. I began to surround myself with positive energy and sometimes I would listen to the same podcast repeatedly just to remind myself <clears throat> that I could do it too. So, now why am I sharing this story? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. in regards to energy and the role it plays in our lives, we have a lot of work to do. Everything has energy. Every single thing has energy. Your thoughts have energy. What you concentrate on is what you are putting your energy into. For example, if you're thinking about the drama of your best friend who keeps calling you and talking your ear off, then you are going to be consumed with that energy. The energy that is coming from your best friend and the energy you are putting into his or her problems. If you don't want to be affected by your best friend's drama, then you have to stop putting your energy into the drama. Trust me, I have been there. I have had friends like this, and I know that it can suck the life right out of you. Take that energy and put it towards something more useful. You may ask, how can you accomplish this when you think your best friend needs you so desperately? Well, <clears throat> for one thing, you cannot solve your best friend's problems. Realize that the answer to all of our problems lie within ourselves. We just have to put energy into sitting with ourselves, taking some time out, meditating, going within. You can suggest the same thing to your friend. Maybe they can meditate. And maybe you can show them how if, you, if they don't know. And if none of that works, put your energy into creating positive light around yourself so that you can remain safe and that the negativity doesn't affect you. We can talk all day about ways to safeguard yourself and your energy, but we don't have all day. Now, use your energy for the greatest and highest good 
and that energy will come back to you. When you mindfully practice amassing positive energy, you will find that the negativity no longer affects you because you have so much good energy about yourselves. Just think of good vibes. <clears throat> now what role does energy play in manifestation? One second, please. So sorry. In order to be, in order for something to be manifested, you have to put energy, energy into it. You have to believe that what you want can come to fruition in order for it to be manifested. You'll have to put your energy into believing. It is so hard for many of us to just take that risk and believe. We rather believe all the doubts that are in our minds than just taking that leap of faith and believing that what we think can come true. So if we all did that, there'd probably be no suffering. But then again, that's the perfect world. You also have to act on your beliefs. You, that doesn't mean you just sit around and wait for something to happen. You have to take action. You thank the divine, the universe, your guides, whomever, etc., for providing you with what you are trying to manifest as though it already has come to fruition. Behave as though it has already happened. The universe operates out of love for the greatest and highest good so be mindful of what you are trying to manifest. Anything that is negative, unfavorable, that you are trying to manifest is only going to come back to you with the same energy. The universe does not understand hate. As long as you are trying to manifest for the greatest and highest good and you believe in it and you put your energy into it, then it should be manifested. So saying that, every person in this room right now has the power and the ability to manifest something that is for the greatest and highest good. Don't try to manifest someone getting what they deserve because you think they deserve it. Okay, don't try to manifest someone um, suddenly losing their voice because they talk too much. That's also not good. The universe doesn't operate like that. Karma will see to it that you reap what you sow and what goes around comes around. So you don't have to worry about that. Instead, put your energy towards doing good, and good manifestations will happen for and to you. I've said this many times before, you probably haven't heard me, but to other people I've said the same thing. And there are plenty who have doubts about this ever working. Because they thought, hey, I've been dealt an unfair hand in life. But you 
proclaim the power that is within you. Stop being down and stop thinking that you have no control. Now I know it's difficult to suddenly think positive when you always have been giving, getting negative outcomes. I have been there too, but when I discovered that I had the ability to make changes through positive manifestations, there was no turning back. Just try it and you'll see it for yourself if you don't believe me. I'm not trying to sell you on this. You have to make this step for yourself. Do whatever you need to do to keep your energy positive. Start small. Some people use affirmations. Some people meditate. Some people listen to uplifting music. And some people use vision boards. Boards. Use whatever works for you. Uh, a book by Serge Khalil King I've been reading lately called Mastering Your Hidden Self, A Guide to the Huna Way. It's a very excellent book. I highly recommend it. In his book, he says, your door to power, the power to create your own reality freely and enjoyably is constructed of your beliefs about what is and is not humanly possible. What blocks that door and keeps you from going through it? Even when you believe something is possible is a special set of beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors." End quote. In essence, you have to change your beliefs in order to be able to put out positive energy for positive manifestations. In order for any of this to happen, you have to believe that it can happen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.